Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Crypto. What do we know about crypto? Not much. So let's figure crypto out together. One of the two hosts talk about crypto. The other one doesn't, but he's funny. So let's have some fun and figure it out together. Hey guys, we got pounded this week with some crypto tornado cash that was been blacklisted by the U.S. Treasury. Now, Stephen, we're hopping right into today's episode because, uh, well, because this is a big deal. The uh, Treasury Department has banned all Americans from using uh, pennies, no, from using decentralized crypto mixing service tornado cash. Um, first of all, who is that? And cool name, Tornado Cash, definitely sounds like an American gladiator slash gay porn star. <laughs> yeah, Tornado Cash. Uh, Tornado Cash is a protocol uh, built on Ethereum. It's uh, this thing called a mixer. Mm. It's, basically, uh, it's basically an app that's designed to sort of erase your, your trail on the blockchain, right? Um, anonymize your activity so that people can't you know, see where, where money's coming from, that sort of thing. So is this a, okay, it says here, the Office of Foreign Assets Control added Tornado Cash to its specifically designated nationals list, a running tally of blacklisted people, entities, and cryptocurrency addresses. So there's more people, and uh, is this list pretty extensive? Like, I mean, this, how do you get banned? A, this, this is a big deal. I mean, you, you, usually you get banned by, you know, being a terrorist, uh, part of the Iranian government. Like this, this is some nasty stuff. Like the, the sanctions are a big deal. Yeah. Um, like type of thing where if you use this app, you could technically go to jail, pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines. I, I think like some of the sentences are pretty deep. Like even some of the minor sentences are like six, seven years. And some of the bad mm -hmm. ones are like 30 plus years in, in prison. So it's a, uh, yeah, they're not fucking around here. So the, uh, all, U.S. people and, and entities are prohibited from interacting with Tornado Cash or any of yes. the Ethereum wallet addresses tied to the protocol. Uh, those who do may face criminal penalties. What the fuck? Now, I don't know. This already, I feel like if you're trying to pull some shady shit in the crypto world, you're, you're shady. And this, by the way, is not the only place that you try to pull shady shit off of. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys are definitely also you know, not saying thank you when people open the door for them at hotels. They're also like cutting in line at Subway, which by the way, if you're going to Subway still, 
what are you doing? Their tuna is not tuna. <laughs> there was a whole article that came out that said there's tuna. There's no chemical. There's no, they didn't find, they did an autopsy on someone's sandwich and didn't find any semblance of, of the fucking, of tuna, whatever. So these guys, <laughs> uh, <laughs> these guys, uh, that was my favorite sandwich. So I'm just sour about it. Um, the, uh, cause I just probably have so many weird chemicals in my body now, but at least I'm not, uh, banned from tornado cash. So you told me what tornado cash was. I thought crypto was anonymous. Why do, uh, you know, why do we need privacy apps? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a common misconception. I think people think you use Bitcoin, you use Ethereum. It's just a wallet address, right? It's not like it's got your name and email attached to it. It's not like it's an account at your bank account. A lot of people think when you use this stuff, you're you're anonymous, and right to a de- to a degree, you you sort of are right because all the transactions that happen are they happen under just your wallet address, right? But the second that wallet address of yours gets tagged as being oh that's Adam Ray's wallet, well now now you're screwed because one of the double edged swords about this is that blockchain is designed so that anybody can see like all of the transactions, like the entire history of it, right? Mm. So the minute we tag you, we can look at everything you've ever done, all the money you've ever received, everything you've ever sent, uh, everybody you've ever sent money to, and it becomes like just the, the complete opposite of anonym, anonymity. It becomes like uh, something you can't even get, a, get away with. So that's what these apps are kind of designed to do is to kind of like wipe that trail clean and sort of start fresh at a new wallet address. And there's probably some just like, you know, with the uh, different virus applications you can have there's probably better privacy apps uh out there you just got to do the research yeah <laughs> i mean this is this is actually kind of like a big problem in crypto like it's a it's a problem that is not easy to solve and that people have been working on you know basically since the dawn of of crypto itself um tornado was like the sort of thing to do on ethereum to to erase your trail and mm. you know start over again um and now that that's gone, I, I, I don't know that there is anything else out there right now. Okay. Now, moving forward, are there legitimate use cases for something like this besides laundering money? Yeah. So, like, the U.S. government obviously came out, Secretary uh, Blinken came out, and immediately it was like, this is a thing designed by North Korean hackers to launder mm. money. And then everybody came out and was like, you, you idiot. That's not what this is. This is a, right. this is a smart contract, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, he deleted the tweet and then kind of put another one up and, you know, basically again, sort of reiterated that this thing is designed to launder money. And it, it is true that money has been laundered through this app, right? Like the, those Korean hackers I referenced, like I think it's North Korean hacker group called Lazarus. I think I think they stole like six hundred or seven hundred million dollars worth of ETH like a few months Dear back God. and kind of funneled it through there. So it does happen, but it's 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 a small percentage of all the the use of Tornado Cash. Like um, right. there's plenty of legitimate reasons to use Tornado Cash besides laundering money. Like um, you want to pay somebody and you don't want them to look at your wallet address and see all the NFTs you bought or that you've got mm-hmm. like just all of this cash sitting in there kind of puts a target on your head. Uh, same thing if you want to get paid and you don't want your employer to see like your entire financial history, right? Basically anybody you interact with on the blockchain, if they know it's your address can see everything you've ever done. And there's obvious reasons why somebody might not want that to be the case. Um, another interesting use case of this is you, you remember like the, the, the trucker protest in Canada? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
So people donated Bitcoin to the truckers. And then Trudeau went back retroactively and said, hey, all these Bitcoin addresses, you guys are all, you guys are all banned. We're shutting down everything you got. Oh, shit. Um, so if those guys had donated through Tornado Cash, they, they, it would have been untraceable. So, so, so giving money to causes that you support, but like you, you don't want people seeing that you donated to those causes for, for reasons like that. Like, again, like another perfectly legitimate reason to, to, use, uh, to use Tornado Cash. Does Elon Musk use Tornado Cash? <laughs> uh, I think he only owns Dogecoin, right? So yeah. I don't think there's any, yeah. uh, I don't think well, there's any I, Dogecoin uh, Tornado Cash as far as I'm aware. Yeah, well, your boy Elon Musk uh, said the U.S. Uh, this was a big deal, actually. Said the U.S. may be uh, past peak inflation after Tesla sells ninety percent of its Bitcoin. Um, this was on t- uh, Cointelegraph dot com. Uh, Tesla's twenty twenty two annual meeting of stockholders, which, by the way, has got to be just a fucking blast. Think about the appetizers that are at this thing. You know, probably like <laughs> wagyu beef meatballs, um, caprese, you know, steak bites. Um, for me, I'm not even that bougie. It's like, give me some grilled Chick Fil A bites and some Panda Express uh, chow mein, like curled up, but like in a like in a wrap. You know, I was a fat kid. So um, <laughs> on August fifth, this uh, annual meeting of stockholders was held. Elon Musk predicted that an upcoming United States recession would only be mild to moderate. How the fuck does he know? We don't know. But during a Q and A session at the annual meeting, Musk revealed that six month commodities pricing for Tesla parts already getting cheaper, not more expensive. Commodities, he said, are trending down, providing a hint that inflation has already hit its highest levels. Um, do you agree? Do you think, I mean, if he's right about inflation, should we give him more, you know, credibility as far as any of the, uh, you know, big swings he starts taking here? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit of a, a Musk skeptic as a me too Musk skeptic by the way is definitely the name of his cologne and also his uh, (laughs) flavor of of cock ring but he hosted snl and that was for me like right away i was like dude i just i I can't with this guy but you know you know and i think we already talked about in the uh, previous episode that you know him buying twitter was definitely like kind of a uh, a cover-up but um, yeah (laughs) but yeah so so what do you what do you think do you think he's onto something here well this article i think came out Yesterday, um, yep. Elon has a, they have a unique window into stuff, right? Because when you're manufacturing all these cars and you got all these parts, like they have to buy like lithium, they have to buy copper, they have to, you know, have to care about the price of gas. So they got to buy all this stuff. So they have this kind of window into how much like raw materials cost and whether that's kind of trending up or down. Okay. Um, it looks like he's right because the inflation print just came out a couple hours ago, actually, and the inflation print was uh, was down, lower than expectations. So um, I think he's correct. I think that we hit the worst of it a month ago, probably keep going lower from here, but probably stays pretty elevated for a while. Yeah, I mean, inflation's one of those things that you go, I mean, you know, Hearing a prediction from him and not the president is uh, <laughs> is concerning. But, you know, I also, look, I'm a skeptic on the front of, I think there's information that we don't know about certain things that the government knows, you know, like, and things that we should not know, the things that they should take to the grave, like, you know, 
terrorist, uh, you know, action and, and, um, you know, safety concerns, keep that to yourself until it's a real issue. But like monkeypox, they should have told us about fucking months ago, maybe even years ago. I digress. Um, you know, HPV, HPV is still here and isn't going anywhere. Just ask our producer, Sim. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I think that the people that really, uh, come out and make, I, I do think that a guy like Elon probably uh, has his finger on the pulse of what's happening, but I also think he's, you know, loves to make a, uh, a splash. People like that, I never give too much credibility to because I, I know that they know their uh, impact on saying anything of, of a certain magnitude and how much mm -hmm. action it gets. And maybe it's, they're saying it for a distraction or maybe they're saying it to garner up some interest. It's almost like doing a publicity stunt. It's almost like if you got a new album coming out and you go, you know, flash your tits to the Chuck E. Cheese robot band. You know, everyone's like, whoa, I can't believe fucking Lindsay Lohan did that again. And then, you know, and then they're like, oh, she has a single coming out next week. Um, <laughs> so an anonymous user sent a slew of tornado cash transactions to high profile Ethereum addresses on Tuesday in what appears to be a troll implicating them in a potential regulatory mess. Yikes. Yikes table for two. What happened here? All right. So this ties into our first story where the U.S. government sanctioned Tornado Cash basically turned it into a uh, touch this and you go to jail for money laundering type thing. Uh, a lot of people criticize this decision because this is the first time that they've sanctioned. Like usually when you issue sanctions, you're sanctioning a person, an entity, a country. Uh, but Tornado Cash is none of those things. Like this is kind of one of the weird, unique things about Ethereum, right? Tornado Cash is, is simply a piece of code. It's a smart contract. And once you deploy this code onto Ethereum, you can't turn it off even if you want to, right? So regardless of what the US government does, this app, Tornado Cash, is going to continue to exist forever because you can't take that code back. And the government, I think, doesn't understand this sort of framework. It's not something they've ever dealt with before. So they're, they're trying to use these old tools to sanction uh, new things and it, it's creating some uh, weird uh, corner case corner cases that this 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 troll is sort of exploiting here yeah that's um that when i read that i was like okay well there's they mentioned other celebrities like Chappelle and jimmy fallon and even the clothing brand puma uh have uh, the troll has reached these guys i didn't yeah. know that Chappelle and fallon were fucking around in this world but it makes sense many prominent yeah, crypto figures have been, been affected he does yeah, does, such yeah. as Coinboys, uh, Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong and NFT artist Beeple were also uh, affected. All the, user, all the users have received uh, 0.1 ETH worth approximately 170 bucks at the time of this recording. Um, so I guess break this down. Why, why is somebody out there sending dozens of celebrities free, free crypto? I mean, and why didn't I get one? And don't answer that, honestly. <laughs> I... I don't think you want one because you might have the FBI knocking down on your door at yeah. some point if you get it. Well, they're um, already here. Yeah, I mean, they're this already is, wondering this is how a... I get some, uh, They're like, why do you have so many Ninja Turtle paintings at your house? Do, do they care this about a suspect. that? Dude, the FBI cares about everything, dude. Once they started caring about, uh, look, all I'm saying is the FBI, they might have broken into Mar-a-Lago, but, you know, they didn't get my pussy grabbing gloves, which I put away in an extra, an extra safe safe, right? They did... They came through, they took all my Transformers figurines, my, my Tollhouse cookie dough, they took Baron's treadmill, they took Melania's speaking spell, and they took my <laughs> pussy-grabbing gloves. But they didn't, take, they didn't take my right to party. 
<laughs> you got to fight for that. You got to fight for your right to party. They did take my Mike Pence voodoo doll, but that's okay. It was in the shape of a, of a giant testicle anyway. But I digress. <laughs> they broke in. They weren't supposed to break in. Yeah. If the, if the, if the FBI broke into my place, I probably, I would shit myself for sure. There's only a couple of ways for me to get me just to defecate on cue. And the FBI breaking in is probably one and two. Um, but they're, uh, but, but all right. So break this down. Why, okay. why are they sending dozens of celebrities free crypto? Yeah. So, I mean, this is a, this is a troll who has a lot of ETH and he's, he's sort of making a point. Um, a lot of the, nerve the, too. Yeah. Like I, I think in the real world you sanction something and then nobody can use it anymore. And it's very easy to enforce, Hey, you use this thing, you launder this money, you're going to jail. Right. But the problem with something like Tornado Cash, the problem with smart contracts on Ethereum is that they're, they're permissionless and they're just there forever. So anybody can interact with them, right? So there's right. nothing stopping you from putting money into Tornado Cash and then clicking a button and then sending that money to Jimmy Fallon's ETH address, right? So the, the basic idea here is, is, to, is to make a point that the government's sort of like, uh, they're, they're, they're out of their element, right? So now, now we've got hundreds of hundreds of celebrities and everybody now has like received money from a blacklisted, uh, <laughs> like a, a, a blacklisted uh, entity. I mean, not really an entity, but like all these people should now be on like uh, you know, terrorist watch lists or something like that. Right. And right. I think the idea is to just sow like complete s seeds of chaos to make a point, bring attention to the issue. Uh, hopefully somebody corrects the policy or does something a little more, a uh, little more, uh, you know, something that makes sense for crypto. This, this is kind of like a new uh, blockchain-based uh, form of uh, civil disobedience, I guess. Right, right. Um, on that same note, I don't know how much you read through Coindesk, but there was, um, there was something that I saw that I, I need some answers to. And it was right. just kind of speaking to uh, just kind of the crypto market's uh, vola volatility and, uh, mm -hmm. and basically you know, that's how effective the long-term, I guess, trading strategy, um, you know, can, uh, can, can maintain while, you know, getting a return on your investment. And, uh, the, uh, the coin desk has this, uh, this data chart that says, uh, holding Bitcoin has been profitable for, uh, 3,825 of its 400 4,377 day lifespan, which is 87.4%. And then it said, uh, you know, while some capitalize on the market of volatility by uh, actively trading, many are simply looking for just more of a hands-off way to grow their portfolio, which, what does that mean? I think what they're saying is uh, instead of actively trading, you, you, you buy it and you hold it and you, you forget about it. That's about as not, not active as it, as it gets, right? You just right. buy it once and then come back and look at it in 10 years. Right, right. And then it said options uh, available, like, you know, stacking assets is considered the top way to earn uh, passive income for crypto holders. Break down two things. Stacking assets, I think I know what that means, but earning passive income. Is there a passive aggressive income? Is there an aggressive <laughs> income? The, the subject of passive income is a bit of a dicey one yeah. in crypto. We went through this sort of like revolution over the last couple of years where people were earning all of this interest doing things on Ethereum. And it turned out that 97% or so of it was, was kind of bullshit, uh, a scam at worst or unsustainable. Um, you know, at, 
at best. And a lot of people got involved who sort of weren't sophisticated enough to mm. evaluate that. Uh, right. I, I don't think as of today, there's a good way to earn a passive return on something like Bitcoin. I think in the future, you will start seeing more of that. Um, but Bitcoin especially is still just like, uh, it, it's just a digital commodity. It's like owning gold, but like on the internet that you just lock in a vault and kind of hope it goes up in value. Right. Uh, Ethereum is a little bit different, right? What's interesting about the Ethereum merge and, and ETH2 that we've talked about is that after that goes through a few weeks from now, hopefully early September, um, ETH is going to come with like a, like a built-in yield, right? So if you take your, your ETH and you, you stake it, and you can do this pretty easily with a company like Coinbase or Kraken or FTX or any exchange, mm. like if you're not technical enough to actually use Ethereum, um, everybody who takes their ETH and stakes it is going to earn somewhere between like 5 and 12% a year paid out in, in more, more ETH. And that's just right. a function of how the, how the network is, is going to be designed. I think it's one of the few things in crypto that's actually like both sustainable, not a complete scam, uh, and like easy to access for somebody. Mm. I mean, th this is like a part of my retirement plan, right? I want to have enough Ethereum stacked up so that I, in my seven, eight percent a year, whatever it is, just comes rolling in. And I, I, I just, sell that to you know pay for my whatever whatever i'm well, buying that month fill in that blank what is it what is it that steven's <laughs> buying don't scare away from this question i thought dude. about i thought about filling in the blank but then i uh, <laughs> fill in the blank dude the blank is what we're here for that's what life's uh, about is filling in the blank no i, I just want to buy uh, lots of lots of lots of flowers for my my wonderful girlfriend oh what a great that's answer i just dropped uh the flower bomb on my sis fiance and uh, mom in the last two weeks and made their day it's good now I can figure out if she actually listens to this podcast too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you clearly, when we started this, your your knowledge for this world is beyond uh, expert level, in my opinion. And I was I was pitched uh, as of you as that, and it's uh, exceeded my wildest expectations and wet dreams. But there are a few <laughs> things. There are a few things that I've. Uh, I've seen in my own Googling of crypto and I'm curious um, what are like the must know things about crypto right now that people should know. And I actually just decided to Google top five things you know about crypto and crypto was like, I'm going to see your five and raise you, raise you one. We're going to give you six must know facts about cryptocurrency. I would love to hear you guess what they are. And then I'm going to give you what they are in a little game. We call Steven guesses what the top six must know <laughs> facts about cryptocurrency are. Ben, 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 ben. Ooh, crypto, ooh, crypto, there's so many things about you we don't know. Ooh, crypto, ooh, crypto, one, two, three, four, five, six things about you. There's six things about crypto that we haven't a fucking clue about. But Steven's gonna take a guess and see if he can guess them all. But we wanna know. So, here we go. Top six things about cryptocurrency. Fun facts. Steven, take a shot. What do you think they are? No particular order. Top six things. Okay. I'm guessing one of them is about volatility. Super volatile. 
Oof. I don't see any word in oh, there. Oh, come on. Close to. I mean, cryptocurrency can't be physically banned. Can't be physically banned. Um, that is a questionable statement, I would say, depending on which crypto you're talking about. I would, I would argue that maybe that's true for Bitcoin. Maybe yeah. it's true for something like Ethereum and, and just a slightly longer run. But uh, that's 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 probably not true of most most every other crypto out there. You could probably you could probably ban it pretty easily. By the way, this is from the uh, NYU uh, EDU. Uh, oh God! Yeah, Let's see what they're teaching the kids over there. <clears throat> exactly. All right, take another shot. What else? What else is on this list? Uh, the first cryptocurrency was Bitcoin, and it was founded by an anonymous guy named Satoshi Nakamoto. Wow! It says no one knows who created Bitcoin except for fucking Steven. Hanashi Makamoto, what is it? Satoshi Nakamoto. Satoshi Nakamoto, not to be confused with Hiroshi, uh, Hiroku Saki, not, who was not a real uh, guy. Shredder from the Ninja Turtles, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, uh, wow, okay. How'd you know that? Is that just one of the first things you, that in your is, own discovery? That is, that is like the... Uh, you gotta know, it's like Steve Jobs invented the iPhone, yeah? Yeah, that's like the, that's like the, uh, the, the origin of Jesus story right. of, of crypto. It's like well, this guy... Bring- Invented Bitcoin and just just peaced out. (laughs) Anonymous name, Satoshi Nakamoto, not his real name, just dropped it on us and then left. He has a, I think he has like something, he has tens of billions of dollars. Of course he does. Bitcoin and they've never, they've never been touched. Like they never moved. The guy just, he's just sitting on it to what? Cash it in one day? A lot of people think he's dead. Yeah, he could. And those be. coins will never, uh, those coins will never move. Some people think it's multiple people. Cool. A lot of, a lot of theories going around, but it's, it, cool. it's kind of interesting that in a world where everything gets leaked, eventually, like this is something that's never, never been known. One of life's um, great mysteries. All right, I'm gonna throw you another one. All right, there are over five thousand different currencies. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would argue it's probably more if you, if you just start listing all of the uh, tokens that are deployed on. Ethereum and aren't, right. aren't really listed on exchanges, but yeah, it's a lot. Uh, China is the biggest cryptocurrency miner. I don't believe that's true anymore, actually. I think that last Ooh. summer, the Chinese banned Bitcoin mining. There was a huge drop in the hash rate, the security of the network. And, and for a while, uh, the, the, the Bitcoin hash rate was, was, was very low. Eventually, I think all this mining power like migrated elsewhere because it's just, it's just too profitable to... To, to, to not do it. But yeah, I know we got a lot of miners in, in Texas as a result of that. And some probably went off to like Kazakhstan or whatever Fuck other yeah. weird neighboring country. But yeah, I don't think, I don't think China is the, the biggest miner anymore. I'd be surprised anyway, but, but, but please fact check me on that. Well, I will fact check you on that. And I'll also throw you this little titty. I just, uh, titty tidbit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although I'm going to start saying, I'm going to throw you a titty and say, I mean, tidbit and see if I get canceled. All right, Finbold is finance and bold, cryptocurrency news. Crypto investors, I literally just, as we were talking, I go, I wonder if Christo, uh, Christo, I wonder if the count of money Christo is still alive. No, I go, um, uh, I typed in, is crypto trading attractive? And crypto, this headline says, crypto investors are more attractive and smarter than non-investors study finds. And it shows a guy in a suit holding a coin, uh, Bitcoin up to the, uh, up to the uh, camera. Roughly 46% of respondents believe crypto investors are more desirable, while 42% consider they're smarter. 
34% think that crypto investors are more affluent than non-investors. Crypto ended more than two and three couples relationships. Wow, that's at the bottom. <laughs> so <laughs> immediately they were like, hold on. 69% of crypto investors who were polled stated that the decision to invest in a cryptocurrency was the reason for the end of, of the relationship. Wow. All right. Well, just fucking stay sharp out there, Steven. Um, wow, crazy. Did not know that. It's a big, uh, the, the relationship thing is a, is a big thing. Well, because uh, it's money related, right? I think it's just yeah. like any, I think any investing that is one-sided, right? Like it's almost like sports gambling. Like, you know, I, uh, I know a couple that is uh, getting in some hot water because he just, you know, is getting a little out of control with that stuff and, 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 and had, has kept some of it a secret. So I feel like if you're doing that with the crypto stuff too, and you end up, you know, showcasing that you're fucking not great at this. It's like, what are you doing? It's like when you see that kid pick up a guitar in college, he's like, do you guys like John Mayer? We're like, yeah, yeah. If he were here, we would, we would still be here. But since it's you, Caleb, we're all going to get up and go to the other dorm room because we all know, you know, four chords and that's it. <laughs> are you, uh, are, are you familiar by any chance with that, uh, podcaster? Her name is, uh, Lauren Everts. I think she, no, there's some pod called skinny confidence. It's a, it's a yeah. huge, like uh, girl pod. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, I remember back in 2017 during the first crypto boom, she, she's got this uh, huge Facebook group with like hundreds of thousands of, of her fans in it. Amazing. And I had a friend of me, mine who was in it and she, she was showing me the posts and like every other post was like, please help. I don't know what to do. My boyfriend just spends all of his time investing in these coins. He's no. not paying attention to me. I think he's losing all his money and all the comments are just like, yeah, my boyfriend does this too. But it was like a, it, it was like a, it was an actual big thing that was happening. Everybody, no. everybody was freaking out about it. Um, yeah, that's all right. I'll check that out. Yeah, that that's a real thing. Well, that's not one of the six things you must know, but all right. No one created big, uh, no one knows who created Bitcoin. You got that 5,000 different currencies, China, the biggest acts that, uh, they're taxable. That's another thing they want you to know. They're taxable. That is, that is unfortunately true in the U S. Um, and then the last one here is, uh, the total amount of Bitcoin is limited. That is also true. 21 million. I know that one. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what's not limited. The amount of episodes we have of what the heck is crypto coming your way. Guys, mm -hmm. another fun one. Thanks for breaking it all down, Steven. You, 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 you lay it down, you break it down, you execute, you follow through. If you were, um, if you were a uh, an ice cream flavor a cold stone creamery you'd be um you'd be smooth steven caramel <laughs> crunch <laughs> it's a working title guys thanks for listening we'll see you next week on what the heck is crypto seeking the truth never gets old Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.